Have those Marvel blues while Black Widow's theatrical release date is consistently delayed? Well, turn that frown upside down because yet another MCU podcast is here to guide you through the MCU one movie at a time. That's right, Mike. Each episode, we break down one movie from the MCU and talk about its connections with the source material, comic books. Which means I get to learn so many fascinating things like about Alpha Flight. The Canadian Avengers. Who knew? And Moon Knight. A multiple personality superhero. Seriously? And then there's Man-Thing. Yeah, not really sure how to explain that one. Pretty sure no one can. Yet another MCU podcast, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Dave. And join us every Thursday for a new episode of Two Player Bros, a podcast about two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and Dave as we talk about the latest in Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and VR news, previews, and reviews. We have it all, and we play it all. And join us every other week for Post Game, where we play through and dive deep into our favorite modern classics and new releases. That's Two Player Bros, available every Thursday wherever you get your podcast. part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. whistles to get you in tune welcome to crack it welcome to crack this is cracking one cracking one uh hey everybody hello nope workshopping it i'm trying it i'm trying, I'm trying to see <laughs> <clears throat> what's my best approach today <clears throat> uh you know what screw it i'll just wing it what's up everyone and welcome to another episode of cracking one open with mike and elise it's a podcast where we're gonna drink some beer <laughs> so i'm really excited it's true what are we drinking today uh, well, this week we are bringing it back to the East Coast. And not only that, we are bringing it all the way back to the first brewery that we featured on this podcast. What? <laughs> <laughs> so this week we are cracking open Tiramisu Creamer. And this is part of the Creamer series from Firefly Hollow Brewing, which is located in Bristol, Connecticut. Is it Tiramisu? Tiramisu? I'm going to say it different every single time. Yeah, just, just a forewarning. I always also say it every different way. Yeah. Well, it's like. Maybe we can find depends, some other weird ways to it say it. It depends on well. the context of like, or the flow of the sentence. I don't say either or either. I say both. I don't say neither or neither. I'll say both. It's like whatever sounds better in my brain at the time. Caramel or caramel? No, it's caramel. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to keep saying caramel now. Now that's, caramel. I was saying it both different ways, but now I'm not. <laughs> Vaz or vase? Vase. Vaz. <laughs> what a, are, are, are you a, an old lady? Well, I think, it, yeah, you call it a vase if you're next to an old lady. <laughs> anyway, grammar pronunciation aside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that Firefly is one brewery that I'm super disappointed that we still haven't found time to get to. Granted, Bristol's an hour away, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's not something that we can just like, hey, day trip. <laughs> but Lizard's Breath, man. Lizard's Breath is our first episode and is one of our favorite IPAs of yeah, all time. Yeah, like it's both on our, on our top five list. That's right. Not, not just for like IPAs, but like beer. One day you guys will see our top five list. One day. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's why we chose it for our first episode. I kind of also wish that there were more cans from them available around here. 
because we usually see it at first it was hard to find lizard's breath Mm -hmm. after we had it for the first time on draft now sometimes we see local buds sometimes clone flakes but i didn't even know that this creamer series existed to the best of my knowledge this is the first time i've seen it might be the first time they're releasing it outside of the brewery as well yeah that's true good point good Mm -hmm, point mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i make them sometimes (laughs) sometimes (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh firefly brewing company's slogan get lit is a quote-unquote testament to spreading our inspiration because it takes more than one firefly to enlighten the world oh they made it sweet after saying get lit which is not so sweet yeah (laughs) get lit and spread knowledge throughout the land So Firefly had an interesting start, which I did not go over in episode one at all, um, because it's not really information that's readily available on their website. And back then I was a total noob beer fesser. Um, Like I went back in my notes into that first episode and I was like horrified. It was like half a page. I'm like, what was I doing? (laughs) We could have gone so much further in depth with our favorite beer (laughs) or our favorite IPA. So Full disclosure, this is not an episode where I'm going to have a ton of notes about the beer, but like I said, it had the brewery itself has an interesting backstory. So let's go. I found an article from Innovation Hartford that explained how it all went down. One of the co-founders, Bill Collins, started out as just a home brewer himself with his brother back in 2002. They got their supplies from a shop in East Hartford, which was called Brew and Wine Hobby, and it was great. Uh, But suddenly their inventory started suffering and getting kind of limited. So Bill got to know the front room manager, Rich Loomis, and found out kind of what was going wrong. And they developed a philosophy and a long term vision for the shop. And they bought it together from the original owner. This was around 2010, 2011. A lot of quote unquote like fledgling breweries in Connecticut at the time were also starting out as home brewers getting their supplies from Brew & Wine Hobby, who later went on to launch breweries like Back East um, in Bloomfield, Broadbrook in East Windsor, Powder Hollow in Enfield, and Top Shelf in Manchester. That was pretty cool. Yeah, like chances are, if they're in Hartford County or the surrounding area, they started out getting their ingredients from the store when they were home brewers. So Bill and Rich uh, observed the launches of these breweries to learn about what they wanted to do eventually. Apparently, brewing laws in Connecticut at the time were pretty restricting. They favored the distributor. So you could be a brew pub or a brewery, but not both. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like the ideal thing at that point in time was to start out as a production brewery where you're all about volume and establishing a brand and becoming well-known in package stores. And then you could switch gears, acquire a brew prep license and focus more on fostering your local community um, and even start putting out limited release runs uh, of more specialty beers. So once Bill and Rich took over the shop in 2010-ish, they hired Dana Burke, who would go on to become the head of the brewery operations at Firefly Hollow. They'd go to beer shows and serve their own beer to show that they could homebrew and produce really good beer. And it went over really well. They knew they had to figure out soon how to launch their own brewery. So Dana attended the American Brewers Guild training in Vermont and did an internship at Willimantic Brewing Company. 
And this was around the summer of 2012. And this was also the time when Connecticut brewing laws were starting to change. Mm. This is, I'm referring to the Sunday beer law that lets you buy beer on Sundays and also had the provision uh, that you could serve pints directly to people without having to make food. This is referred to as the taproom model. It allows a small brewery to start up and sustain itself until it can go statewide or regional or national. And this law was passed due to passionate arguments from Two Roads Brewing Company. Yay! (laughs) So Two Roads actually has the first license for this model and became the first taproom brewery in Connecticut. Broadbrook Brewing got the second license and Firefly Hollow has the third. So now Firefly has this taproom license. And again, this is still 2012. They launched a Kickstarter, which raised almost $50,000 in 60 days. And all of this while they were starting production and looking for a brewery location. Nice. So it seems like everything was kind of done like out of order. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go look for the location. We're we going to get money. Hey, let's worry about that later. Yeah. Well, they, they already had the following. Mm-hmm. So they settled on a location in Bristol because it was close to where they had already built their following and the city was committed to renovating its downtown area. So perfect place. They had some challenges with meeting demand. Even from the get go, they were selling out everything that they could make, which let's be honest, that's the the best problem to have. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And to be fair, it sounds like their goal was always to remain small and make the best beer possible while also contributing to the local community. And they actually do raise about $10,000 a year for charity, as well as continuing to help other breweries start up. Nice. And that's Firefly. So on to the beer. Yes. (laughs) What is uh, strange and interesting about their Creamer series is that it doesn't seem to have a cohesive theme. Aside from the use of vanilla and lactose, every flavor I read about is categorized a little differently. Hmm. There's strawberry creamer. They call a fruit beer. Peach creamer, also a fruit beer. Pumpkin spice creamer, mm. a pumpkin slash yam question mark beer. Okay. Okay. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still into it. I'm still into it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, gingerbread creamer, a spiced beer. Definitely into that. Yep. And now, tiramisu, an American blonde ale. I can't help but notice that pause before you said tiramisu. Yes. Shut up. Firefly Hollow says tiramisu creamer is, quote, an artful blend of sweetness, cacao, vanilla, and hand-selected Colombian coffee beans from J. Rene Coffee Roasters. And that coffee shop is located in West Hartford. So again, pretty cool that they're supporting local. They reached out to... Someone just around the corner for their beans. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Support your local beer. Support your local coffee shop. Oh. (laughs) And what's also cool is that Firefly put this beer on their nitro line in the trap room. Ooh. Which says to me that this is going to be smooth as fuck. You said the bad word. (laughs) Even without that nitro mouthfeel, which... It would have been nice to be able to compare it to, but again, not realistic within the the time frame for our recording for this, unfortunately. Si, senorita. Yeah. It's quite a drive. Quite a drive. During a time of questionable traveling decisions. Yes. And questionable whether we could even get in or not. See. Si. 
So yeah. What is it? That's it. Let's crack it open. Uh, 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 you, were right. re- you were ready for that, huh? No. All right, all right, all right. All right. Crack it. Ooh. Foamy. Foamy. I don't get much of a... Didn't get much of a smell when I cracked mine open right away. No, not... Interesting. Not as much as other coffee-based beers that we've had recently. Oh, man, I know you said it was a blonde, but I did not Whoa. actually... Ex- I didn't actually expect it to be a blonde. <laughs> <laughs> like, in the back of my head, I'm still expecting, like, a stout or a porter. Yeah, totally. I got a better head than you. Because <laughs> I poured mine better. Or because I dropped my can earlier. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two. You poured yours more carefully. I did pour mine more carefully because I was afraid of it. So yes, you did. Clink. Very careful clink. Ding. <laughs> Ding. Ooh, get that coffee. Mm-hmm. And also, though, like the smell of a lighter beer, that lighter metallic yeah, smell. Yeah, usually it's like more coffee-ish on the nose, I feel like, when, when you use straight up beans. Oh, yeah, because we're usually drinking a stout or a porter. Yeah, yeah. It's not usually something like this. Or it's like the three months of sun where there's some coffee put into an IPA. Yeah. But this is... This smells very unique. Very unique, yeah. Here we go. Goes down really easy. And that cacao really comes... Even though it's not strong on the nose, the cacao and the vanilla, like that sweetness, the chocolatey sweetness. Wow. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would say it tastes like... Maybe a little bit, but I don't know if I would really call it. It's not as tiramisu-y as I would think it would be. Tiramisu-y. tiramisu Hashtag tiramisu That's right. Um, Webster's, yeah. hit me up. I feel like the the coffee is a little more understated than I would expect in a tiramisu flavor, but it's there. It's there. It's the, more present the, on the nose. The chocolate definitely, the, the cacao definitely really pounds mm-hmm. everything. And I guess the vanilla kind of calms it down a little bit. It's very good, though. It's very interesting. It is not what I thought it would actually be. I really expected a a stout um, or porter type of beer. Yeah. And compared to other beers that we've had with lactose, this doesn't taste like a beer that has lactose in it. Um, Most of them, yeah. But we've had a few where the lactose is kind of hidden or it's just like it's there underlying. Yeah. So if you're lactose intolerant, don't drink this beer. Yeah, I think that goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the lactose is there. It really smooths. It really smooths it out. Everything. And I'm really surprised that the taste is very present in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And then it goes away really fast. It doesn't completely go away. I still get a little bit of that coffee mm-hmm. there on the back end, but it does definitely kind of dissipate in a way. You don't get that chocolate mm-hmm. anymore. You don't get the vanilla anymore. This is definitely a dessert. You could definitely eat any kind of dessert with this beer, I think. Oh, for sure. You know, pie, cakes, cupcakes, tiramisu. Oh, (laughs) don't tempt me. Cheesecake, pumpkin (laughs) pie, all the pies. All the pies. I really want dessert right now. (laughs) (laughs) But you could definitely have this beer with anything, ice cream as well. Yeah. Oh, I wonder, this might be really gross. What if we put like a small scoop of vanilla ice cream in? No, that would be really gross. Damn it. (laughs) <laughs> Ew! <laughs> but beer, I like where your head's beer float. At. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If anyone's heard of a beer float, let us know. <laughs> or if you've made one, and let us know if, how successful you were. Yeah, if at all, which I doubt very much that you were. 
<laughs> but I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Not often. But I've been wrong. It's happened. <laughs> I'm really surprised how drinkable this is. Again, I was not expecting, yeah, a lighter beer, so. Mm-hmm. Really, it's light, even though it says it's got lactose. It is cacao-y. <laughs> vanilla is in there. I maybe don't get the vanilla as much as you. I think it balances very nicely with the cacao. I suppose. The coffee I definitely get and the cacao I definitely get. Mm-hmm. You know, I get where they're coming with with the tiram- tiramisu, mm-hmm. but I could also call this a cappuccino, like a chocolate cappuccino or something like that, or a mocha latte. Yeah. And call that what the beer is and be like, mm, yeah. I could see a mocha, yeah. Doesn't, I I could be wrong and I should know this, but doesn't, doesn't tiramisu traditionally also have a little bit of cinnamon? I could be way off. Think I don't believe so, but I could be wrong too. I've only eaten it. I've never made it myself. Yeah. It is one thing that I have not made. Just huh. enjoyed at Cheesecake Factory. Huh. We'll have to <laughs> we'll have to change that then. Yeah, basically. Make me tiramisu. <laughs> <laughs> it's so light and drinkable. It's really surprising. Yeah. Would you say that you could drink this year round or would you say this is still a wintertime beer, even though it's more drinkable? Um, I think it is drinkable. I don't know if I would reach for it in the summer, but I could see myself drinking this fall, winter, spring. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking fall and winter for sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's the fall right now, but yeah, I could definitely see see that i like you said i don't know if you could see yourself reaching for it i'd be the same yeah because even like your desserts kind of change when you're in the summer yeah exactly not that it would be off-putting necessarily in the summer but i would prefer other flavors in the summer right that being said if i'm out somewhere and they've got tiramisu i'm going to order tiramisu true regardless of what time of year it is that yeah so i guess (laughs) i'm being ridiculous (laughs) um Yeah, I don't have much notes on this. I've given up all my tasting notes. I think I've said like. Yeah, it's very upfront. Like it is what I, it is. Yeah. I wish I knew what hops were in it that that work so that play so well with the dessert flavors. Yeah, it's a little disappointing that there's not a little bit more information about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe they want to be secretive. <laughs> maybe they want to be that guy. Tell us your secrets. <laughs> I'll never tell. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to talk about this uh, really interesting can that obviously drew my attention while I was at the store? <laughs> so the can is very different from what the Lizard's Breath can, which is the can I picture when I think of Firefly Hollow, which is bright and, and colorful. They with changed the it. Everything. They changed it. No. I know. It's still cool, but it's a tall boy and they changed the graphics slightly. He is very disappointed, if you can't tell. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I liked my I liked my how to do lizard. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so this can is the opposite of the old lizard's breath can. It is 
very monotoned. Its colors are kind of tan and brown. Mm-hmm. And a little old school looking, kind of like old school printy. Yes. I guess. And it's just one of the stick on labels. It's the it's not the full uh the full wrap, as it were. The border is like a U shape, so almost like there's a lighter colored glass in the center, like a glass of milk. <gasps> it's a glass of milk. And <laughs> the border is brown, like a dark brown. A lighter brown shows the edges of the glass of milk, and then the milk is that light tan. So inside the quote unquote glass of milk is tiramisu written in script creamer written in big letters which so i'm sure is that's what's on every can is a creamer letters uh yeah okay. the that creamer is it's it looks like the same font used across the board but i love that that looks so old school like something that you would see at like a like a milkshake shop or something mhm absolutely like a, a restaurant like a really old restaurant mm-hmm. like that's their they're like claim to fame as their team recently, so they've never changed that that writing on that menu or that mm-hmm. menu board in forever. Then it says ale brewed with vanilla bean, cacao, coffee, and lactose. And then you've got a cow. But not just any cow. You got a cat dog cow. And it is half cow, half cow, with udders in the middle. I imagine one cow is supposed to be the white and black kind of speckled cow, and the other cow just looks a little darker the way it's shaded. But it's kind of black and white and also done in that kind of old school print kind of newspaper print style mm-hmm. like 1800s like 1900 stamp and underneath that is the same style but it's a plate of tiramisu and then you get the firefly hollow logo on the bottom which i've always really liked yeah it's I a really firefly with a bright glasses. light but and then written in kind of uh very quick handwriting is firefly hollow brewing co and the brewing co has like a background of uh like a highlight to it almost to make it a different color. It's it's a really cool logo, but it's it's tough to describe without seeing it for yourself, but it's all hand-drawn and kind of like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost reminds me of Scott Free Productions when you watch like movies that Tony Scott or Ridley Scott make. Okay. Where the guy like walks out of his little like hut and then he turns into a bird and it's all done like hand-drawn <laughs> animation. That's what that kind of reminds me of. Uh, then on the left side, you get your government warnings and all that good stuff. Firefly Hollow's website. Which, if you're interested, is Firefly Hollow Brewing Co. Uh, Firefly Hollow Brewing And then Firefly Hollow is proudly brewed in Bristol, Connecticut. Is on the left side, written into the state of Connecticut. Creamer Ale, six percent alcohol by volume, one pint. Our Creamer series is a dive into decadence. Then these brews investigate the sweeter side of beer by combining sweet milk sugars and rich vanilla with various seasonal ingredients. Hey, I was right then. (laughs) I didn't even read the can, I swear. (laughs) Uh, Brewed with coffee beans from, well, how did you pronounce this? J. Renee? Yeah. J. Renee, and it's got a like, J. Renee's got a very fancy logo. Mm -hmm. And then on the bottom, it has their saying there, get lit saying, which is, (laughs) I like the way it's written again. Me too. Get is Big, bold, like movie poster letters. Get lit. And lit is very cursive with the Flowy. L. Yeah, it's kind of brushed. And the script. T kind of woo, flowing through. Oh, no. Get lit responsibly. Nice. Clever. I like it. So, yeah, that's it. I mean, I can see why it caught your eye because it's got a two-headed cow. Two-headed cow. <laughs> and, and it Firefly says Hallow. tiramisu. And, and tiramisu. Firefly. <laughs> it was kind of a no-brainer. No, and it's an interesting one that we don't usually do on the cast. We don't usually do... Well, I think we've brought up a couple, like Stony Creek has Stony Joe, which is their stout 
They're blonde Delicious. stout, which is really good and really interesting because it's absolutely a stout, but it's also a blonde. And it's, and it's like, so how do drinkable. they get it to taste like a stout? It is very drinkable. We gotta it's ask a light. Andy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Andy, uh, the brewer from Dockside, when he worked at Stony Creek, made that beer. Uh, and he actually just made another one for Dockside, another blonde stout, which is fantastic as well. A little different, but just as good, if not better, than the one at Stony Creek right now. Don't remember the name off the top of my head, but I think it's really interesting when brewers do this. I think it shows off some skill. Serious skill. That other breweries don't either don't know how to do or just don't attempt. They don't bother to try. Yeah. And I think that this is something that people are interested in because it's different. It's unique. It's something that. Absolutely. Obviously, you know, you get home from work and you just want a beer. You're not having this right off the bat, but people like you and I, Mm -hmm. you want some new beers every once in a while. You want something adventurous. You know, your first beer might be a regular beer. And then your second beer is always, Ooh, now what do I want? And that's when you're like (laughs) locked in and you're like, I want something different. Yeah. And this is a perfect example of that. That won't weigh you down. That won't be like, oof, I think I'm done. You know, it's not this. And it's only 6%. So. Yeah, it's regular beer. It's not too powerful. I don't think most stouts are too, too strong unless you purposely are trying to make them strong. But it's not something that's going to like weigh you down and be like, oh, I'm full now. I got Mm -hmm. a gut. (laughs) Like I love Guinness. Guinness is probably one of the few name brand beers that I I love. Um, But you can't drink too too many guinnesses and there are other stouts obviously guinness is on the lower end of heaviness there are some stouts that'll really weigh you down Mm -hmm. but this is like being able to get that kind of flavor and that taste profile that like they say decadent dessert that intrigues you that interests you that gives you this like feeling of ooh, yeah i'm eating like a sweet treat (laughs) when you don't have one available which is great because i don't know about you but i don't very, I very seldomly have tiramisu just chilling in the fridge ready yeah, to go. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a treat for sure. So yeah, I really like this. Yeah, I'm very much enjoying it. We're having dessert before dinner. Mm. You know, I got that little cinnamon right there. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. Just that one time though so far. But yeah, I got a little bit of it. I got a little bit of it. It's like right on the back end a little bit, right? Nips, it's kind of like the back of your tongue a little bit. Was Mm -hmm. that what you're talking about? I wasn't saying that I necessarily tasted it, but I was expecting a little bit of it because I thought it was part of a traditional tiramisu. Oh, so you put it in my brain. I did. I can, I mean, (laughs) I think it's present very, very subtly. Mm -hmm. No, I think a lot of the things combined kind of make it happen. Mm -hmm. I think the vanilla bean and the cacao... And the coffee kind of combined to make us an almost cinnamon-like flavor just because the nature of cinnamon is is warm. Warm and those flavors combined are also kind of folly when they're all put together like that. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's why. But yeah, that's all I got. Mm. Tiramisu creamer from Firefly Hollow is a is a hell of a beer. Yeah, (laughs) extremely drinkable, surprisingly drinkable for something that seems I I feel like for a a lot of people, this might look intimidating. Oh, for sure. I was a little intimidated by it. Even drink. I knew I'd like it, but I was expecting something really heavy. But it's definitely something worth picking up. 
Absolutely. I'm really interested to try all the other And now I'm really sad. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) The strawberry milk, the strawberry one, Mm -hmm. if it tastes like strawberry milk. Hopefully we'll see the gingerbread. I assume the gingerbread one is something that will come uh, available more. Yeah. Deeper in the winter time. I mean, we're already kind of close to Christmas, so hopefully it comes soon. Yeah. We're two weeks out. Actually, when this comes out, we're exactly two weeks out. Oh, snap. Um. Yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got. So Firefly Hollow, awesome job. Another fantastic beer. We've only had winners from you, so I mean. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends. And subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackinoneopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or basically wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackinoneopen, or just shoot us an email at crackinoneopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, suggestions, interview invitations (laughs) because we always want to hear from you that's right especially if you're a brewery if you have beers that are coming out Mm -hmm. or you just want to promote your 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 brewery we would love to feature you come on down or (laughs) we'll come on down yeah or we'll do a zoom call whatever you want to do we are we are ready to help (laughs) and we will uh interview the crap out of you (laughs) get ready (laughs) (laughs) So, you got any plugs? Of course I've got plugs. You know I've got plugs. The first and most important one is give me money. Buy my audiobooks. They're on Audible. Uh, my name is Michael Butler. Not, Not Michael Blank Butler. Yeah, there's some people with like middle names out there. Don't buy those books. Just Michael Butler. I mean, I do have a middle name. I just don't put it on my books. <laughs> uh, I'm not one of those weirdos with no middle name. Uh, but- <laughs> no offense to you, weirdos with no middle name. <laughs> exactly. I say that with love, weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> My books are mostly horror books, but I do have a couple of other books. I got an art fraud and gangsters book where I do a British accent. I've got a horror book called Sour, which is like a hunt for a witch, which is like a Evil Dead meets Appalachian fairy tale book where I do an Appalachian accent, which is really fun. Uh, a few Appalachian accents. I've also got Coffee at Midnight, Vacation Planet comes out soon. I've got a, I've got a ton of different books in different genres. Check them out. For the most part, for most of them, I don't get paid unless you buy that book. So help me out, please. I've also got two other podcasts I do. I've got Forgotten Cinema, a podcast with my buddy Mike Field, where we talk about films that for some reason seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we like about that movie. Maybe don't like about it. Fun facts about its production. And we always recommend you revisit it because you never know. You might find your own forgotten gem. And if you're listening to this when this episode comes out on Friday, uh, this coming Saturday, the 12th at 8 p.m., we are doing our first movie night on Ooh. Discord. You can find our Discord at Forgotten Cinema. Log in and then watch us watch Godzilla 1998 and then chat with us as we talk back to you guys uh, and give you guys fun facts about its production, uh, our thoughts on the movie, and just talk to you guys and chill out. It should be a fun time. I've also got Two Player Bros, a podcast with my buddy Dave, where we're two guys who play way too many video games. Uh, Join us as we talk about everything from Xbox, PlayStation, PC, VR. We have it all. We play it all. Except I don't have the new systems yet. I'm still on the hunt. Uh, I should be getting them soon. Constantly on the hunt. But I will eventually have PS5 and Xbox Series X as well. 
And every other week we do a post game presented by two player bros where we do a deep dive into your favorite new release or favorite modern classic or new release. And we talk about our thoughts on the gameplay, the story, and maybe some fun facts about how it was made. So that's two player bros and forgotten cinema. Both podcasts are available wherever podcasts can be found on forgotten cinema podcast.com two player bros.com or forgotten entertainment.com as we are all part of the forgotten entertainment family. (laughs) I know that's sweet. And those are my plugs. Buy my books. Please buy my books. Or just send Please me money. Please, God, buy my books. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten gone from advertising to begging. <laughs> and as always, a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. That was a good clink. That was a good clink. That was better. See what happens when I don't fill it all the way to the edge? Oh, nice, because it's the cows, the double-headed cows. I like it. Yeah.